Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. And I have a question for you. How do you deal with failure in your life? We've been looking at the words of Jesus, and I want to look today particularly at how Jesus interacted with Peter after his resurrection, after Jesus' resurrection. You remember the story of Peter. At the Last Supper, Jesus was declaring that someone was going to betray him. And all the disciples would say, is it me? Is it me? And Peter made the comment, I won't betray you. Even if I need to die for you, I won't betray you. Jesus warned, before the cock crows tonight, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, my goodness. What must Peter have thought? No way. Not me. I'm not going to deny you. Well, they went out into the Garden of Gethsemane, and there, unfortunately, Peter and the disciples fell asleep while Jesus was praying. But when the mob showed up to have him arrested, Peter drew a sword and struck at the high priest's slave, cut his ear off. I'm standing for Jesus. I'm defending Jesus. He was faithful, loyal, brave, and courageous. But Jesus told them that's not how we fight. They took Jesus off, and Peter and John followed at a distance. And there at a distance where uh, from the high priest's house, some people began to question Peter. You're one of them, aren't you? You're a Galilean. You were with the, didn't I see you with this guy, Jesus? Peter denies it three times. The third time he began, says he began to swear and curse. I don't know the man. And the cock crowed, and Jesus looked at Peter. It must have been that close that he could actually see him. And Jesus could see, Jesus could see Peter. Peter could see Jesus. And it says Peter went out and wept bitterly. Have you ever failed this badly? In your life, have you ever gotten to the place where, where you were warned? You were warned. I mean, obviously, Jesus doesn't give you a specific particular warning. But here, Jesus had warned Peter. You're speaking with great bravado, but you're going to fail. You're going to deny me, and you're going to do it tonight. And Peter knew, knew that, no, no way, I won't do that. And then in front of these other people, one of them says was just a slave girl, and yet still he denied him and with a curse? I swear I don't know the man. Stop saying this. Have you ever failed that badly? Have you ever failed the Lord that badly? I don't know, maybe you have. A lot of us haven't. But Peter knew he'd done a terrible thing, and he felt terrible about it. And indeed, he, he fled, and he wept, and he cried bitterly at his own failure, his own lack of standing up for his Lord And in Peter's case, let's keep in mind, this was also his friend. Jesus had become the, Jesus and Peter had developed quite a close relationship, a very personal way that you and I have never experienced. And he betrayed him at his hour of need, at a time of loneliness, at his time when everyone else had run. Peter said, I, though everyone else does, I'll remain. Well, my question is, I mean, that's a failure. How have you done? Have you ever done something like that? And look what Jesus' response to him. Of course, Jesus died, rose again from the dead. But up at the Sea of Galilee, Peter said he's going fishing. He went fishing and had his guys out there. They didn't catch anything. 
And a man called from the seashore and said, have you caught anything? Nope. Well, throw the net over on the other side and try there. And they caught so many fish, they could barely pull it in. Peter realized this is the type thing Jesus does. And he said, that's Jesus standing on the seashore. He jumped in the water, swam to shore, and sure enough, it was Jesus. They had, Jesus had prepared breakfast for them. And let's look at the conversation they had. When they'd finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? I assume he was talking about more than the fish. More, that was Peter's career, you know. Do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. It's interesting. He asked the word, do you love me? Do you agape me? Do you have this, this godly, unconditional, devoted love for me? And Peter responded by saying, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. There's different Greek words for the word love. Jesus was saying, do you agape me? I love me unconditionally and loyally. And, and Peter responded, Lord, you know I have a brotherly love for you. You're, you're, you're my friend. Well, he says, and tend my lambs, the people I care about, the children, the spiritual children I have, tend them, watch out for them. He said to, he said to him a second time, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you agape me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, do you know that I phileo you? Peter, John, Simon, son of John, do you unconditionally love me? Yes, Lord, you know you're my buddy. You know you're my friend. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you agape me? Or, no, excuse me, this time he said, do you phileo me? Peter was grieved that he said his third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. What's interesting to me is this, in some ways this felt like, I mean, Peter denied him three times. And now Jesus is asking him three times, do you love me? Three times Peter said, I don't even know the guy. Now three times he's saying, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And I think that when Jesus was restoring Peter here, he didn't just overlook what Peter had done. He didn't just pretend it didn't happen and say, oh, let's just let bygones be bygones and move on with life. He was talking about something that was still a deep sense of failure in Peter's life and something that had to be addressed. And really the bottom line in answering the question was, do you love me? And folks, this is what God is after with us, is it not? God is not always interested if we perform properly. What really matters is, do we love God? And really, when Peter had denied him back in, the, back in Jerusalem that night, it was a matter of love. And now God was using this time. Jesus was using this failure to deepen that love. And out of that failure, which I imagine Peter had, had he'd, been sifted, he'd been sifted by Satan. That's what Jesus had said in Luke 22. Satan is going to sift you. And I would imagine that in the days between when that happened and now this incident, Peter was doing a lot of soul searching, probably been depressed, probably wondering, does he really love him? You knew he did when he saw me jumped in the water and swam ashore. The other guys came in the boat. Peter said, I, 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 it's the Lord. You knew he loved him, but he was dealing with these deep sense of guilt, these deep feelings of guilt, shame, betrayal. 
Jesus didn't overlook the problem, but he addressed the problem. And he, and he, and he, really, he was assuring Peter here, you love me? Well, I want you to know I love you too. And he helped him in his failure. And then what he said to him, tend my lambs, shepherd my sheep, tend my sheep. He gave him a vital mission. And as a matter of fact, it may have been like the most important mission he ever gave anybody. Peter had a pretty important role in the church. And Peter was going to be responsible for bringing the gospel to people, to caring for people. Jesus, the the point I'm saying is Jesus did not take away his responsibility. He did not say, you failed me, Peter, it's over. I'm going to find somebody else. Jesus had invested in Peter, and he was going to stick with him. And even in his failure, he was going to continue to use him. And out of the failure came an even greater mission came a deep mission, came a significant mission. Well, all of this leads to the question we might have, and that's this. How do I respond to failure? Or how do you respond to failure? Many of us don't respond very well. We feel guilty, shame, and, and sometimes that's certainly appropriate. If we have failed, we, we do feel bad. But we need to learn how to get back up, and we need to learn how to claim the forgiveness that's found in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to believe that God loves us unconditionally, and we need to move on. And in one sense, the more we can go through this process of truly understanding, I failed God, and allow that to sink in deeply, like Peter went out and wept bitterly, but then move to the point of understanding that that God's not going to fail me, and he's not going to reject or abandon me. The, The quicker we can do that, the better. Don't ignore that. Don't don't just overlook that I failed the Lord part. But move on to the fact of God loves me. I know in my early Christian life, if I would fail even as I didn't have a good quiet time or I slept in in the morning or any, I mean, even that's a pretty small failure, but any type of failure, I would feel like I needed to earn God's forgiveness, that I needed to be kind of sad, discouraged, bummed out until like, the next day when I had a chance to get up early again and show that I really cared, I wanted to seek God. I remember one of my leaders at the time, Dennis Clark, and he, he you know, he was perceptive and actually didn't take a lot of perception that I'd be bummed out. But I remember one day he was asking me why, and I said, well, I slept in and missed my quiet time again. And he made a pretty important statement to me I've never forgotten. He said, Tom, for your joy, are you trusting the Lord or are you trusting your quiet time? Good question. I was feeling that I couldn't have the joy of the Lord and I couldn't walk in victory unless I had performed properly that day. I've learned now, I learned from that, my faith needs to be in God, not in my quiet time. Your faith, you come here regularly each day. Your faith needs to be in God, not in this activity. The activity is good and right and helpful, and I encourage you to be part of us and join our community every single day. But if you miss a time, that's not an excuse to be bummed out and think, well, I'm not allowed to be happy until tomorrow. I'm not allowed to be victorious till tomorrow. No, that's legalism. That's trusting your quiet time rather than trusting in God. That's trusting in your performance rather than realizing, even if I don't live up to what I'd hoped to, God still loves me. God forgives me. It's important, whether you have a little failure like I missed a day, to a big failure like I denied the Lord, 
whatever it is, we need to know his love. And we need to say the answer to this is not that I'll perform better tomorrow. The answer to this is I need to deepen my love for Jesus. That's what matters. That in I come out of my trials, I come out of my failures with a deeper love for Jesus. And then our performance, shall we say, springs from that love for the Lord and a desire to please him rather than I need to feel good about how what I've done. Now, there's one other thing that I want to say, and that is many of us, we fear failure. How do we deal with failure? Well, we become scared of ever failing again. And, and many of us may lose that courage to try something new for God because we're afraid we'll fail. It hurts to fail. I don't like to fail. It hurts to fail. But the greatest ministry, the greatest fruit that, that I've seen historically that I see in the Bible and I see in experience often comes after failure. And we learn the grace of God. We learn to abide in the vine. We learn to receive his forgiveness. We learn to love him more. We move forward with the peace of God, knowing I am accepted by him. And sometimes our best fruit comes after a failure. So my friends, don't fear failing. And I ask you today, are there any things in your life that God really is challenging you to do, but you've held back because you're afraid you could fail? And if so, that might just be the thing where God wants to give a great breakthrough in your life. That some of your, we say our best days lie ahead. This may be where God wants to use you more than ever, an area where your fear of failure is holding you back from doing what God wants. My word to you today, don't fear failure. God forgives us. God gives us freedom. God gives us power. God says, go for it. We've got a world to affect for Christ. This world's going worse and worse and worse, it seems. God wants to use you and I as light, salt, ambassadors, witnesses, people who will bring good, bring the gospel into our world. Don't be afraid of what God's calling you to do. Don't be afraid. You'll fail. If you fail, the worst that happens is you need to be forgiven, get back up, and go for it again. That's the God we serve. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for this example of Peter who failed so terribly, and yet you restored him. You brought out within him his love for you. You restored a relationship with him. And even though he had been sifted by, by the evil one and, and his trial was so difficult, he became a mighty man of God. And Jesus, I want to thank you that you have great plans for each one of us. And we, we just acknowledge, Lord, that in the process of becoming all that you want us to be, there'll be times when we have steps backward. There'll be times we fall, times we stumble, times we fail, times where we, we don't have the courage and the faith that we should. But I want to thank you today, Lord, from all my heart. Thank you. You don't give up on us. Thank you. Your plan is still at work. Thank you, you're still with us. Thank you, you're faithful, even if we had been unfaithful. We bless you. Lord, today I ask for every one of us to have courage, to not fear failing, to claim forgiveness, to believe that you love us, to believe that you're still for us, and to believe that you're going to use us in the days ahead. I pray that in the midst of our trials or failures and discouragement, as Jesus had prayed for Peter in Luke 22, I pray 
that your faith will not fail. And I pray today that our faith will not fail. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I hope this is a word of encouragement to you today. I hope this is a word that will help free you up to really go for what God wants you to do. Our world needs you. Your family needs you. Your church needs you. Our country needs you. Our world needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. Don't let discouragement or past failures keep you from being all that God wants you to be. Okay? So glad you're with me today. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you'll join us every day. A lot of people make just, they put this daily YouTube in their calendar, whether it's live in the morning or three in the afternoon or lunchtime or that evening, whenever they watch consistently. That's when you'll get the best benefit. Little by little, day by day, getting in the word of God. It builds your life. You'll change more than you realize. One day you'll look back and you'll be more changed than you ever realized. So, so glad to have you along. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.